Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Thursday, February 15th, 2024. What's happening? What's going on? How are you? My name is Quinn. Welcome to this program. I am the pre principal photographer, the post principal photographer, and the principal photographer of this program. I was reading about principal photography just last night because I was trying to think, like, what does that mean? I was actually watching an on cinema Oscar special, just kind of as like comfort food, basically. And they were talking about principal photography. And that got me thinking, like, what, what does principal photography mean? And my first instinct, without actually knowing, because I don't have any cinema or filmmaking skills or knowledge, was like, oh, that must be where they take all the pictures. The most important pictures, right? Because that's kind of what you think of when you think of photography. But then I was reading about it, and principal photography really is just the main portion of shooting before you know all you got kind of your pre photography which is the setup and then principal photography is all your like filming so and then you got your post but it's a little bit misleading to call it photography right should be principal filming you probably take in more videos than, than pictures right so why would we call it principal photography i don't know i don't i don't know man speaking of photography there's that old uh uh, camera place. I can't remember what it's called. Down by my uh, down by my office in downtown Chicago, and uh, in this week's troubling news of the day, uh, a new segment here in the Beantown Podcast. I learned through like a Facebook group or Reddit or something that my old central camera—that's what it's called, uh, like Wabash and Jackson. My old McDonald's that I used to go for a nice little two for two deal. Maybe a little uh, coffee, a medium hot coffee, and a hash brown, and a sausage muffin with cheese or whatever it's called. I don't know. You get the whole combo for like three fifty. Just going back a couple months ago. Now it wasn't something like my daily routine. I'd be dead probably. But you know, like once a week, once every other week, it'd be fun to treat yourself. I learned that that McDonald's at Adams and Wabash completely shut down. So. Brutal loss to the local community. Thank, thank goodness I only have to go down there once a week now. But, yeah, my name is Quinn, and uh, thank you for listening to this show. Listener discretion is advised. When you're listening to the Beantown Podcast, number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible, but I think it's going to be informative and educational for you all today. It's our Salute to Black History Month, and I actually came across uh, in a, at a work meeting uh, earlier this week, I'm trying to remember how exactly it came up, but uh, we were we were doing a kind of a preparation for a career workshop that we're running in April, and one of the links was to a site, and so I started exploring around this site. It's called themuse.com. I don't really know what it is yet. I haven't obviously I didn't explore that much, but I found this article from February 1st of this year, so two weeks from today by uh, by Letitia Bird, and it's five things not to say to your black coworkers during Black History Month or ever. And so I was like, you know, that seems inf- in- informing, informative, informational. And uh, I started to read through the five points, and I uh, was taken aback. Um, we're going to go through them in a little bit here because they're uh, – 
they're wild, man. Uh, some of them are, they get kind of crazier as they go. And I just want to say before anything else, like the five points that we'll get through, five things you're never supposed to say to your black coworker during Black History Month or ever are like, obviously, yes, I agree with these, uh, but you can't help but kind of poke fun at how, uh, I don't know how crazy they sound. Do Are there certain people in the workforce that need these reminders? 100%, absolutely. Is it always good to get a refresher on racial relations? Absolutely. Do I think Rachel should have her own podcast called Rachel Relations? 1,000%. But uh, uh, sometimes you just got to point and uh, you just got to chuckle a little bit that uh, there are people out there who actually need to be reminded to not say these things. So that's what we'll get to in a second here. I do want to shout out, uh, speaking of Black History Month, of course, our good friends in Pakistan, uh, Hyderabad, Karachi, Khyber Pass, wherever the Taj Mahal is, Agra, is that right? Agra or Goa, I always get those two mixed up. I think Agra is the one with the Taj Mahal. Yeah, it sure is. Goa, 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 go away. It doesn't really have too much going for it, except it's on the ocean. I got to remember that. Anytime I'm like, is the Taj Mahal in... Uh, Agra or Goa, it's because they have the exact same letters, just palindromic. It makes it tough to keep track of it. Goa is actually, I don't know if it's a whole city. It might be. It's huge. Everything, they say everything down under in India is huge. There's a nice beach in Goa on Juna Beach on the Bay of Bengal. Oh, beautiful sunset. That's the worst thing about uh, Lake Michigan, out of all the worst things about Lake Michigan. I wish we could get sunsets on Lake Michigan rather than the sunrise. There is something charming about the sunrise on Lake Michigan, but I feel like I only ever get to actually experience it, you know, here and there throughout the year. Certainly on Saturday morning runs when I wake up early early enough to go out there and see it. And then, you know, occasionally other times I'll like be in the mood to wake up early and go out for a a walk um, as the sunrise is certainly not any time this time of year when it's cold, but there, uh, it would be fun in the summer to be like hanging out at the lake, swimming, drinking a cold one like I'm doing right now with our Sagatuck peanut butt porter, peanut peanut butt porter, peanut butter porter, smooth and creamy. Still had two left in the fridge. I was trying to make some space, and I realized uh, still had two left from the holiday season. So working on one of those right now. It sure is smooth and creamy, man. Can't beat a peanut butter porter. But, um, yeah, it'd be nice if you were swimming in Lake Michigan and you get like, get to watch the sunrise. That's the thing. You, you know, a certain point, the sun goes down behind the buildings west looking. And, uh, that's why those blokes in, uh, Saugatuck, speaking of Saugatuck are so lucky. You go to Oval Beach, you got the orb behind you. You got the sun setting over Lake Michigan, you know, looking over Chicago. It's beautiful stuff, man. Um, Let's say a quick shout out to our sponsors, Ditful Ad Reads last week. Um, oh, something else. I, I was listening back to last week's episode regarding ad, ad, ad reads. Something else that I was going to mention when I was recording and then it escaped my mind and we never got back to it um, before I let it escape my mind a second time. You know, back in the day when we first started doing ad reads, one of, one of the, uh, there were supposed to be four ad reads. And rather than three, and there there was for like a month the TV guide. Excuse me, we've told the story a million <clears throat> million times. Uh, that was a quick cut there because I went on for about two minutes, unfortunately, and 
looked over and saw GarageBand had cut out. So that's how things are going in season seven. I will uh, synthesize S-Y-N-T-H-E-S-I-Z-E. What I was saying basically was, you know, I didn't even have a TV until I moved to Chicago. So that was the joke that I was getting a TV guide subscription without a TV. But the reason I brought this story up and again, telling this for the second time, unfortunately, getting bored listening to myself, was, you know, we have like a health-sponsored program through my work where, you know, you log your workouts online or you attend a benefits fair or you get 20,000 steps today and you get, you know, certain points and those points build up and if you get enough in a certain calendar year, you get X amount off of your premiums for the following year for your health insurance, that sort of thing. So, we switched over to a new company for this calendar year to run that that health benefit program. So there's an all all new you know programs, all new point structures, all new challenges, rewards, all that stuff. So I got in there like two weeks ago or last week, I think, and I was just tooling around with it a little bit just to get a sense of like what was I going to need to do differently this year versus you know prior five years to you know get my benefits. And I saw that rather than the like payout for this new company just being if you hit a certain threshold you get x amount off your premiums i think it was like three hundred dollars this one is more like the spirit rewards points where you can cash in your points for a bunch of different things and you know at the high end there'll be like really nice gym bags or backpacks or like running socks or that sort of thing but on the low end which is where i started because you get like a certain bank of points just to start on the low end you can get magazine subscriptions for like a year I didn't even need to log any workouts or anything to have enough points to grab one or two magazine subscriptions, which I haven't done yet because there were way too many to look through. There were like a thousand pages worth of products. So I start, but I started at the low end. There's all sorts of magazines, obviously 90% of them I hadn't heard of, but some crazy ones like Maxim, which is like basically porn, right? I was going to look it up, but then I was on my work computer and I was like, I don't think I should be Googling this, but there's all sorts of things. Golf Digest. I didn't see Playboy, but I'm going to keep looking. So maybe we'll have a new unofficial ad sponsor. But with that in mind, our official friends of the show here, longtime supporters, Home Pride Oregon, when you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, don't go with any old Joe Schmo. Go with someone who's safe, certified, been in this industry for a while now, had to do a whole bunch of certifications and online courses. We all know how irritating those, those online training modules are, right? M-O-D. U-L-E-S, where it's like you think you're going to gain the system by just clicking super fast and on some of the older platforms that works, but some of the new ones, they've figured that out and you have to spend like X amount of time in the course to receive credit. Even if you ace the quiz, hate that. I always have to do uh, mandatory reporter training at my job because I work for college uh, annually. I have to do this reporting, and it's one of those things where, like, it's like a 10-question quiz at the end, and if you you got to get 100% to pass so you can't miss, and I'll get, like, so close to the end, and then there'll be one question that has, like, seven answer choices, and it'll be kind of tricky because you think it might be all of the above, but there's one that you're not sure about, but then it ends up being all of the above anyways. But you get it wrong, and you have to take the whole thing over again, and then you get you, you get to another one, and you're like, what did I put the first time? So you're not really processing the information like the way they want you to. You're just trying to get 100%, just like how I spent pretty much my entire academic career from 
homeschool, kindergarten, all the way through grad school. Just get the right answer and get get out. Like Daniel Kaluuya. That's basically what you're getting with Home Pride Oregon. You're getting the opposite of Quinn's learning style. There's a specific name for it. Um, ironically, I learned about it in grad school and I forgot what it was. But it's basically the learning style where it's like do what you need to do to get an A. Not necessarily bare minimum, but just like know how to game. Game the system sounds so like skeevy. Know how to get an A and get out. That's definitely my learning style. Steve's the opposite. Steve's like, Steve likes to uh, comprehend things comprehend things thoroughly. And one of the things he, like, he would like to comprehend would be your home. So give him a call, 541-400-0316. Tell him Quinn sent you. He'll say, wow, I didn't know people still listen to this show in its seventh season. Uh, Oregon at gmail.com. Give him an email. Oregon inspection perfection. Speaking of listening to the show, uh, big shout out. We, this, you know, we're not even doing this officially yet, but since she jumped the gun, not even jumped the gun, we opened it up. It's just been no one else has donated yet. Shout out to my aunt, Anna Ogunake, for a hot donation to the Beantown Podcast 7th Annual Pledge Drive Telefund Fundraiser. As a reminder, you can find that link on GoFundMe. Check out BeantownPodcast.com, the link is right there at the top to donate. <clears throat> Another garage band cut out there. And a big shout out to my aunt, Anna Ogunaike, who will be the first recipient of this year's Beantown Podcast 7th Annual Pledge Drive Telephone Fundraiser Limited Edition Commemorative Collectors Beantown Podcast Tote Bag. That's what we're giving out as our top-tier donor prizes at everyone in the Topaz Elite Club this year. So go ahead and donate. Get yourself a tote bag. Support the show. Support the local art scene. Support a local Chicago charity because that's, you know, that's what happens to your money when you donate. So a reminder that the actual pledge drive itself is going to be 10 days from now. Next time you guys hear from me, it's going to be all sorts of crazy stuff. We will have our Fisher-Price phone back in the mix. We'll have a live stream going on YouTube for sure. I've got uh, a challenge that I'm going to do, and not just a challenge where it's like do- 50 donations by the end of the hour, and this person's going to you know, unlock a matching $100 donation. No, like an actual cool YouTube challenge. So we got all that stuff. Watch your discretion. is going to be advised. I'll tell you that much. Also, our good friends, uh, 1, 1 p.m. Central, Sunday, February 25th. Our good friends at Cuts by Q. When you need a fresh do something snappy or new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. I got to tell you, I, I unlo- unlocked a whole new echelon of Cuts by Q notoriety last night. I used, I have some hair conditioner, a shampoo and conditioner, kind of like travel set from my uh, future father-in-law on the podcast, Jose who doesn't have a ton of hair. It reminds me of the Larry the Cucumber Silly songs when he asks, where's his hairbrush? And Bob the Tomato gives it away, which is kind of a dick move, to be frank. Like, if Jose had a hairbrush in his shower, I wouldn't... I wouldn't and Jose doesn't have a ton of hair, but we love him. Uh, if I went over to, you know, Jose and Betty's house and went downstairs to Jose's shower and was like, you know what, I'm going to take this hairbrush and he gave it to the neighbor kid, like... That'd be pretty douchey, right? So Bob the Tomato, kind of on the shit list. But the original point here, I used, I've used i used the conditioner. It's, it's from Harry's. I've used the conditioner a couple times before. Um, it's not as important now that I've got a short haircut. But 
I think last night, excuse me, last night I used it and I potentially just didn't wash. I usually, you know, I know there's sometimes conditioners like wash it out. Sometimes it's leave it in. I always wash my conditioner out because I don't like it when it's kind of got that like slimy kind of feel to it afterwards. But I don't think I wash it out all the way. And then I must not have done like a great job of like rubbing my hair down because like half an hour later, I looked, I swear to God, if you guys remember, remember this was just this past Sunday, which I'll mention in a second. The Super Bowl, J.J. Watt had the crazy weird spike thing going on and my hair was kind of doing that. So I'm like, maybe J.J. Watt just, maybe it wasn't intentional. Maybe he just used Harry's conditioner and didn't wash it all out because I had the same thing happen to me last night. So maybe we're onto something there, but Cuts by Q will unlock your hair potential with, you know, our specialty Cuts by Q branded hair conditioner. I can give you that Quinster special. Go ahead and check us out. Uh, Cuts by Q at yahoo.com. Give us an email. Book a time. Come on over. I got uh, steak knives all sharpened up, and I'm ready to give you a buzz cut. When you need a fresh juice and a snap of your new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. And of course, of course, of course, of course our good friends, the Samson Q2U series. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. Okay, let's jump into this week on the campaign trail briefly. And then I want to get to the meat and potatoes of today. And we got a great trivia question at the end. Uh, speaking of, spe- of spiky hair, I watched, uh, this was a couple days old at least now, but... Last night before going to bed, I watched the Sum 41 performance on Kimmel. And this is, you know, their last album, their last tour. They're disbanding after this. I looked it up. I looked up their tour. Not that I was, you know, that interested in going. And it's one of those bands where it's like, if I stumbled upon their free Street Fest concert, I would watch. Kind of like when we, we saw Modern English at Taco Fest here in Lakeview, literally half a mile from the apartment last summer and I was like yeah I don't know anything about modern English other than like two of their songs but I'll go watch for an hour you know it's kind of interesting some 41 is kind of that echelon for me but that lead singer he's got some spiky hair too like maybe we're on to something maybe this is the fun new fashion uh but I looked up their tour dates and they have like this crazy extensive tour like 100 stops or something like that not stopping in Chicago and they're stopping at like county fairs and stuff and you know, Iowa, but they're not stopping in Chicago. So uh, I will not be ever seeing some 41 live in my lifetime. This week on the campaign trail, I took a new angle this week. I went to foxnews.com to see what they're talking about. Believe it or not, Joe Biden wasn't on the front page. It was uh, judge intervenes as Georgia DA gives combative testimony about relationship with Trump prosecutor. But I was scrolling down, and when I knew I had scrolled too far, there was a big feature. Uh, and uh, one, the image is a split screen. Left side, you got Tom Cruise looking as plastic as ever. And the right side, you got this, I don't know, I guess she's Russian. It's some, you know, Instagram OnlyFans-looking model. But the uh, headline, see pics, Tom Cruise steps out with bombshell. Russian socialite, 25 years his junior. What really told me, hey, I got to... I got to get out of here was uh, the, there's like a red, a card in red letters over the picture and it says risque business. And that's when I was like, man, that's something bad that I would come up with. And now seeing this for the first time, here's this story from outkick.com linked on 
Fox News. Hot Ones host Sean Evans broke up with adult entertainer Melissa Stratton on Valentine's Day. Look at uh, look at Sean Evans getting some action, but then apparently not. Hot Ones host Evans breaks up with porn star relationship to public. Rats. Melissa Stratton. Wow. She. Uh, this Outkick.com uh, article is not very work appropriate. Uh, it's one of those things where it basically shows everything you can without uh, the full nip slip. That's crazy. But so I said, you know what, let's take a different angle. I actually ended up on CNN and then back to Fox News. But this week on the campaign trail, because apparently South Carolina isn't until like nine days from today. I think it's a Saturday, which is ridiculous. But Fox News is John Roberts to host... Nikki Haley Town Hall ahead of South Carolina primary. It's going to be, guys, mark your calendars, okay? Prime time, Sunday, February 15th at 4 o'clock Central. And then a re-air at 9 o'clock Central. And it's pre-taped. So if you're thinking last Sunday, Super Bowl, what could top it? Nikki Haley, 4 o'clock on a Sunday. Really trying to capture that Super Bowl time slot. And it's a town hall. It's not even a cool debate. Trump's doing a town hall with Fox News' Laura Ingram. What a lady. Thursday, February 20th at 6 p.m. Central. There was also a garage band cutout right there. So it's like the third time this show. It's been rough. This one's given me, <clears throat> this one's made me uh, Google search once or twice best podcasting platform because we might have to. I was. I just always imagine that one day, and that's. That's uh, this week on the campaign trail, more or less. So they don't even we in the old days we used to get fun debates. Now we just get these boring town halls with Laura Ingram. In the uh, or I always thought to finish my thought on the uh, Mac and GarageBand. I always thought one day that like I would trip and fall and my MacBook would go flying and it would shatter into a gazillion pieces live on air and that would just be the way that this all this old maid goes out or smoke would start coming out of it, but. It's just, it's it like runs fine and then just goes mega slow and there's nothing you can do. Uh, it just gives up at some point. So I guess I should have scanned for those jam packs and maybe did an update. But yeah, it's uh, we're getting closer to getting closer to having to do it. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. I don't know if we've ever sang Boys to Men live on the Bean Town podcast before. It's the first time for everything. Okay. Here we go. Five things never to say to your black coworkers during Black History Month or ever. Black History Month should be a celebratory time of year full of rich conversations about history and culture. Unfortunately, it can also lead to uncomfortable comments that create an unsafe work environment for black employees. Uh, let's see, since George, George Floyd's unjust death and the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement in 20, all time low for, uh, garage band. This is like actually in seven years, the worst it's ever performed. Another cut out there. Uh, in a 2021 CNBC report, 78% of workers said that they want to work for a company that values DEI with women as well as black, Asian. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is an all time low, uh, for, Beantown Podcast Garage Band, and I am uh, actually actively because it just cut out for like 10 minutes where I couldn't use Garage Band. So I had a lot of time to think and research and uh, 
there may be some big changes in store. I don't even know if we can get through this episode. We're going to have to speed run the rest of this thing. If you're curious, 78% of workers uh, want to work for a company that values DEI. And you know what? We don't have time to mess around. It. To your black coworker, cut out again during Black History Month. What's the point of Black History Month? So, yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like it's a good, good reminder that uh, there's been oppression in the past and unfairness and inequality and sometimes it's good to remember these things so maybe something you could tell your coworker. maybe you try to you know get in there and support and be part of the you know coming together for the common good rather than questioning what's the point of black history month number two can you speak at your next at our next team meeting about the meaning of black history month hey don't tokenize people you know, don't put anything on someone. Uh, it's no one's initiative to educate other people or no one's, uh, what's the word, onus? No, not what I'm looking for. There's a perfect word for this. This says you could create a Slack channel with shared resources. A, sh- a Slack channel for Black History Month could be pretty good. I actually was on Slack for my uh, consulting company, but apparently they're having so many money problems that I got booted off. All the part-time workers got booted off. So that's how those finances are going. Uh, Number three, let's not talk about race or politics in the workplace. Instead, let's focus on races. Like, uh, rest in peace, Kelvin uh, Kiptum, whatever his name was. Guy has the world record for fastest marathon set at Chicago this last year. Black History Month presentations, workshops, or even casual conversations around race excuse me, can be uncomfortable to engage in. As an ally, it's important to not shy away because you feel awkward having to confront your privilege or fear saying the wrong thing. So there you go. Don't avoid it. Be part of the conversation, okay? Number four, this was my favorite one. This is really what caught my attention. Slavery is over. We're all equal now. And I just, I had to really think hard in my head to try to picture someone actually saying that in real life, and I'm sure it's happened. But, uh, yeah, if you, if you feel compelled to tell your uh, African-American coworker, slavery is over. We're all equal now. That's just, uh, I don't know, man. That's pretty tough. Alternatively, here are three questions you could ask. What are the biggest barriers to your success, and what role can I play in helping to remove them? I, I will try that one out next time I come across my coworker at the microwave whose voice or what perspective is missing from this conversation and how can I help amplify your voice and under and other upper underrepresented voices I like that one how can I amplify your voice maybe try a Samson Q2U series that'll be my biggest fear as we move over to a new uh, podcasting platform making sure Samson comes with me Here's our call to action of the week. Uh, one of the platforms I came across for Windows as we were going through this was uh, Cakewalk. If anyone has any experience with Cakewalk, I just found it from Googling GarageBand alternatives for Windows. Email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Let us know what you think of Cakewalk. We might have to try it out pretty soon here. I don't know, man. It's, it's gotten Today's been just a, a shit show. Like, it's never been actually this bad. We've had, you know ones where it pauses once or twice. And I know it cuts out uh, at the beginning of episodes, usually just randomly. I can't explain that. But today has been a nightmare. In fact, I've gotten to the point now where I'm pausing every 30 seconds or so and then just 
resuming because that seems to help. So here's another pause. Number five, when I look at you, I don't see color. Here's some other common microaggressions. You're so articulate. Your hair is so different every day. Maybe they use a sand, or maybe they use cuts by Q. I don't know. We'll give you a fresh look, fresh look, something snappier new every day. Your name is hard to pronounce. I love saying that. Look, we're all thinking it, okay? If you got a crazy 17 syllabic name, but you don't say that. You don't say the quiet part out loud, okay? You should smile more and engage with the team. I don't know. I feel like it's okay for a manager to say you should engage with the team more, but maybe not smile more. But I think you can call out disengagement, right? If I'm going to call out disenfranchisement, maybe we should be able to call out disengagement, okay? Let's meet in the middle here, right? Let's have a conversation. Let's be part of it for Black History Month. You re- last, you remind me of, quote, uh, or uh, in parentheses, any black celebrity. It could be Alicia Keys, could be Usher. Speaking of that, um, I want to take a quick victory lap here on the Beantown Podcast. We predicted that the uh, two-item parlay, number one, Kansas City Chiefs would win the Super Bowl 24-20, and Patrick Mahomes would win Super Bowl MVP. Final score, 25-22. I was only, I missed it by three total points. And yours uh, truly, correctly named in a shocking upset that Patrick Mahomes would win Super Bowl MVP. So, Send your laurels and well wishes to Beantown Podcast at yahoo.com. Thank you to Letitia Bird, the CEO of Perfecta, whatever that is, and serves and an, uh, she's an advisor to executives looking to create and nurture a remarkable culture within their organizations and invest in their talent. If you're curious, Perfecta, oh, the article had it as a G, but it's a Q. Oh, I was, it looked like a G, I guess it was a Q. Perfecta, P-E-R-F-E-Q-T-A, building high-performing teams and putting equity back into the team. So these are the people who show up and do the, like, the Diversity Day seminar from the office. I feel like I could do that. I don't want to, like, diminish this type of work or put it down because I think it's important, but I don't know. It always just seems like you're just kind of leading, like, presentations and seminars and Half of it is like group work and, okay, you guys get in a group and you discuss these questions with each other. And it's like, I could do that. And I feel like some of these people, you know, they go and do this at like big corporations. They get paid big, big, big bucks. And I'm thinking like, man, travel around all all year and get to like do this and probably get free Chick-fil-A. I don't know. Do com- a lot of companies in the South, maybe they have DEI issues and they need these seminars. They love Chick-fil-A down there. Doesn't sound so bad. There you go. Those are five things to never say to your black coworker during Black History Month or any other time of the year for that matter. I would have loved to go a little bit longer with you all today. We're only at 32 minutes, but uh, the Mac battery has suffered heavily with all these casualties, and it's legitimately been the most frustrating Beantown Podcast episode to record in a long time. So I'm trying to just like have a good time and keep it cool here on a Thursday night, but it's taken about an hour to get through half an hour's worth of content here. So let's finish it off in honor in honor in honor of Black History Month. I wanted to do a Black History Month themed trivia question. So Jack Black, the actor, the musician, frontman of uh, or or 
one half of Tenacious D, born August 20th, 1969. But let's talk, because it's also award season. We got the Oscars coming up soon here. I think the Oscars are March 10th. Does that sound right? Oscars 2024. Yeah, Sunday, March 10th. So Jack Black's never been nominated for an Oscar, but he does have three nominations, three Golden Globe nominations. I am going to give you the year of the film, the award for all three of these, and you tell me which one or which movie Jack Black earned a Golden Globe nomination for, okay? Pretty simple, pretty straightforward, no tricks. Again, I'll give you the year of the film, the award he was nominated for, and you tell me the uh, the film. I will say one of the one of the things he was nominated for it wasn't like a role in a film; it was actually a song. So you could give me the song or the film; either one would work. Okay, here we go. His earliest one. He's uh, the category was best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. The film year was two thousand three. So the Golden Globe, Jack Jack Black was nominated for the award, uh, was in 2004, but the film was 2003, Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Next up, in fact, they've all been about 10 years apart. In uh, 2013 award season, but it's a 2011 film, Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, com- musical or Comedy. So it's the exact same category. Uh, the films were eight years apart. And the awards were nine years apart. So again, nomination, same category, best performance by an actor, musical or comedy. Uh, And then finally, most recently, the award season was 2024. The film was 2023. Best uh, Best original song. So what movie or what was the name of the song that Jack Black was nominated for a Golden Globe for? Um, in fact, because this wouldn't have given it away um, to me, but it makes sense. I'll tell you the name of the song, and you figure out the name of the movie. The name of the song he was nominated for was Peaches. That was the song Jack Black was nominated for. We're going to pause GarageBand one more time. A proactive pause. We used to talk in the Model UN. Jane would talk to us about pregnant pauses, taking your time when you're about to give a big speech. Maybe you're, I don't know turkey and you're talking about OPEC and how you want in is turkey part of OPEC I have no idea let's find out let's learn one more thing here on the Beantown podcast I would say no but that's just my guess OPEC OPEC OPEC.org OPEC member countries their uh their website needs a redesign this is rough no, OPEC is Algeria, Congo, Equatorial Guinea, Gabon, Iran, Iraq, Kuwait, Libya, Nigeria, Saudi Arabia, UAE, and Venezuela. Congo, like Republic of the Congo? Yeah. Uh, okay, back to the trivia questions here. Your answers, if you want more time, go ahead and pause because we're giving them away now because this podcast is sucking my soul out today. The three films that Jack Black has been nominated for is number one, 2004, Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. To me, this was the easiest one, School of Rock. This next one was the hardest one to me because I forgot that this movie existed. I'd never seen it. I want to see it someday. 2013, Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, Bernie. And if you're curious, because I didn't know before, like just thinking about it right now, I thought, oh, maybe that's like a... Um, like a, a, a politician or something, because I knew it was a true story. 
It's based on a January 1998 article, Midnight in the Garden of East Texas. It explores the 1996 murder of an 81-year-old millionaire, Marjorie Nugent, in Carthage, Texas, by her 39-year-old companion, Bernhard Teed, a.k.a. Bernie. And apparently got very good reviews. Jack Black, Shirley MacLaine, and uh, Matthew McConaughey. So... Bernie was the second one. And then finally, Peaches. That's the name of the song you got nominated for. I've never heard it before. I'm going to listen to it right after this. Best original song from this year, 2024. Film was last year. The film, the Super Mario Brothers movie, in which Jack Black portrays Bowser and sings the song Peaches. So there you go. A three-part Beantown Podcast trivia question. Apologies. I felt like I spent half of today's episode just talking about... uh, bitching and moaning about technical glitches so that's not fun for you it's not fun for me we'll try to get that here's the problem we got like the biggest show of the year next uh next week and uh do i really want to be testing out a new platform on the biggest program of the year the answer is no but it would just be like suicide for the donations to have a repeat performance of this so we'll see what happens a lot could happen in the next 10 days aka i'm gonna open up my laptop next sunday and realize oh yeah this didn't go well last uh, last week, so two hours before we start recording. Less than that, 20 minutes. That's a level of preparation you can come to expect from Quinn David Furnace Presents the Beantown Podcast. That's what I got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening to my program. A reminder, donations are open now for the 7th Annual Telethon Pledge Drive Fundraiser. We'll take your calls live next week on air next Sunday, February 25th. 1 p.m. Central, 815-298-7200. Donate today. Uh, Get your tote bag. Be in the Topaz Elite Club. And uh, all donations match 100% to a local charity here in Chicagoland. That's what I got for you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our show. We'll see you in 10 days for the telethon. Uh, Take it away, yours truly. Stay safe. Stay sane. FU Garage Band. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.